Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, Manny G, and I'm joined by Andy, as always. Hey, What's Manny. Up, buddy? Dude, you said it so, you said it, you said it different today. Usually when you say I did, you know, the I intro, totally messed up. No, 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 you I have no idea up. what happened. You just sound like more excited than normal, Manny. Why is that? I am excited. I am excited, Andy, because we are joined by the one who can fit all of us in her backpack. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Bridget. How's Hello. it going? Oh, my goodness. Not anymore. I don't have to put you in my backpack anymore. Level scaling. Uh, <laughs> but I would. Right. If I, any, anytime you guys want to yes. play the Division 1. There's plenty of room. <laughs> <laughs> they call that the, nice. uh, the, Bridget, the Bridget update. The Bridget update. The Bri- yes, the Bridget update. Yes, it's much nicer on your lower back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Bridget, we have not had you on the show since uh, before. Was it before or after E3 last year? But we talked about the Division 2. Yes. Yep. How exciting that was. And now here we are. Very exciting. Yes, it's, it's okay, not quite a year later, mm-hmm. right? But... Hey, we're back here again talking about the exact same game. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Hooray. It's so exciting. <laughs> I know. It's it's like the only game I play now. Finally. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's great to be here. Right. Super exciting. So let's jump in. We have a bit of news. Andy, do our news sound. Oh, wow. See? You that see how I did it before buddy. you even asked me, Manny? We was are like uh, we're like Elsa and who's the who's the other one in Elsa? We're like we're like the little snowman and one of the ladies in Frost. What's I was thinking of like Frozen? Lincoln and Frozen. Ruth. I was thinking of those two. Oh Frozen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Rapid news time. Let's do it. Games yes. with gold. Andy, mm-hmm. tell us about these games, buddy. The games with gold roundup for the month of March is as follows, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have Adventure Time, Pirates of the En... En... Curi- en- Ooh, Manny. <laughs> Encuridion? En- Encuridion. <laughs> it's that an Adventure Time so game, guys. I actually it's know how to pronounce a lot it, of fun. but I'm not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Star, War- Star Wars Republic Commando, Plants vs. Zombies, and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Revengeance. You that s- is an actual made-up word. You see what they did there, Manny? Oh, it, it's actually called I, that. That's, yes, that's it's actually, yeah, that's <laughs> that's really okay. what it's called. Yes, you see in the Google Doc the little red squiggly <laughs> line. Yeah, that's not a real word, guys. All right, those last two Plants vs. Zombies, Metal Gear, that comes out March sixteenth. The other two are available right now. And then PlayStation Plus, if you have that, The Witness comes out on March fifth. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, March 5th as well. So Xbox, they're actually now giving away twice as many games as PlayStation. Because according to Forbes, 
uh, they have made this change to where they're no longer giving away PlayStation 3 or PlayStation or PS Vita games. So just just the two if you're on PlayStation. So um, so there you go. Hmm. It's a sad, greedy world over there. I guess so. Poor PlayStation and their 90 million consoles out in the world. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They'll be fine with all their exclusives. We'll be all right. Turning all right. their nose up yeah. at us. Everything's fine. Everyone's happy. All right. Next up, Cyberpunk 2077 is confirmed for E3 2019. Over on Twitter, the Cyberpunk official Twitter account said, for those of you who are asking, yes, we will be at E3 this year. So I guess the fear was, you know, Sony, they have pulled out. Who else is pulling out? I don't know. Actually, Sony's the only one that I know of. But I am I am actually super excited to see Cyberpunk at E3 because they've had an entire year of development for this beautiful looking game, and I'm mm. looking forward to it. Do you have any thoughts or predictions of what we're going to see about this game? I refuse to be excited for this game, Manny. I think we've identified a curse that's been floating around here lately. So, <laughs> yeah, the in, curse in the- is if any likes the game, it's then it's probably, probably not going to be well received. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's probably going to fail. Uh, no, dude, I'm, yes. I'm super pumped for uh, cyberpunk and it's, uh, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll have something for us, man. We can see some good stuff, man. Maybe expand upon, upon what we've already seen, learn a little bit more yeah. about, uh, you know, some of the game mechanics and what we're going to be doing. But, uh, but yeah, dude, we'll see. We will see at E3. I'm not going to E3, but I would love there to be a playable demo mm-hmm. because I want to hear about how it feels. Like, how is it shaping up? Because it's so different watching a game and, and actually playing it. And so I just want to see how much progress they've made in this last year. So mm-hmm. Bridget, are you excited for Cyberpunk? I am. You know, I'm, I don't really truthfully know a ton about it. I watched, you know, the trailer in the beginning and, yeah. and saw the initial release. It's one of those games that, for me, I just won't get super excited about until it gets a little bit closer. Usually whenever there's a release date. Yeah. And there's no release date, right? I'm pretty sure. No, no. We don't know. Yeah. Either. Once it gets a little a little closer, I get yeah. kind of excited. Not as excited as Andy, though, because I want the game to be good. <laughs> <laughs> the curse doesn't involve you, well, Bridget. <laughs> I think I'm, think be fine. I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident that it's not coming until 2020, so we still have a ways to go, I bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Respawn's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is confirmed to be revealed this year. And we kind of knew that already, but they said over on their Twitter accounts, did you hear hashtag Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order will be at Star Wars Celebrations in Chicago. See the game for the first time on April 13th. That that's I, I'm awesome. excited. Yeah, that one. Me too. Be, yeah, that's exciting. As long as it didn't say oh, Star Wars battlefront <laughs> it's not another one. Oh yeah right. <laughs> i think it's gonna be good look at what respawn just did yeah with um with apex i am i am really positive about respawn's ability right now and andy you love respawn for their titanfall series right oh yeah the uh, titanfall the first one you know i mean titanfall 2 was great too i did i admittedly did not spend as much time in the second one as i did in the first one but not because i didn't like it right i i truly enjoyed it i just had a little problem back then manny had a little little unhealthy uh habit um, called destiny Budweiser. and uh <laughs> oh, yes. oh destiny and, okay sorry yeah. 
<laughs> Destiny and Budweiser. Um, and so I didn't spend as much time in, in the game as I think I, I, yeah. uh, I would have otherwise, but man, those games are great. And so we'll see yeah. how they, isn't they it funny how the Destiny this. experience overshadowed so many games for us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other show, man. We could do, <laughs> we could do a mini series <laughs> on that, but, that's uh, true. but, uh, but yeah. let's see, man. Yeah. I'm really excited yeah. about their spin on, uh, on the Star Wars universe. The, the Titanfall 2 campaign, if you have not played it, is well worth your time. It's not very long. Um, it, Absolutely. It's a, it's a pretty quick no. jaunt. Mm. But that campaign was probably one of the best first-person shooter campaigns I've played in, in the past couple of years, actually. Yeah. Well worth it. Hey, if it's a bargain bin game, it's absolutely worth it for uh, yeah. for just the campaign, and it won't take a lot of your time, like Bridget said. Mm-hmm. So for that, absolutely jump in there and get get you some. And I believe the sales numbers for that game has just skyrocketed since Apex Legends came out, which is oh, kind of funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, good for them. <laughs> good for them. They deserve it. That yeah, that, actually, that studio deserves it. For sure. And th- that reminds me, there was a, a game called like Apex something like this was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so I yes. really don't remember all the right. details, yeah. but there was a game on Steam that kind of shared the same name or something similar. And their like sales numbers went through the roof yeah, and right. it was some kind of like, it was this like, I think it was like an indie game that had nothing to do so with, funny. you know, <laughs> so it's like going across but, the border, you know, and you crazy. buy yourself some Oakley's there at the border crossing. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> some folklies. Yes, some oranges. Please. No refunds. Some yeah, right. Refunds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of Nikes, you got yourself some Sykes. <laughs> so Fortnite actually adds the Apex Legends pink system as a part of their season eight update. So this is kind of funny. Fortnite is, you know, they're they're famous for it. Now the term is uh, to Fortnite someone. They're famous for Fortniting other game studios. They're taking other ideas, putting it into their game. And they're actually doing it pretty well. Yeah. This particular ping system, it is, uh, it's not quite as advanced. It's not quite there yet. I think they're just going to iterate on it, make it better, but it doesn't have any voice prompts. You can't ping everything like you can in Apex. But that is, that's actually really cool. And that's how, I think that's how Fortnite is going to survive, really. They're, they're still super popular, extremely profitable especially since they're on mobile, mm-hmm. that is like a huge boon. But being able to take ideas from other games and implement them in a way that actually works is is brilliant, you know, and that's how they're going to stay afloat for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. So that is our rapid fire news section. Super quick. But now let's jump down into the normal news, as Andy named it last week. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I think normal news will be the normal, you know, news sound soundtrack that we're playing. Rapid fire news will be like pew 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 pew. What do you think? You like it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> news work definitely still in the alpha phase, but I but I like where you're going with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's jump in. So basically, okay. normal news just means it takes longer to talk about. So let's okay. go. <laughs> All right. So then. Bioware brings some serious changes to the Anthem Ooh. loot system. It's basically so loot 2.0, the, Manny. Yes. <laughs> I, I would call it loot 1.0. This is probably how it should have been. <laughs> 1. <laughs> 1.0. 1.15. I'm going to try to not be brutal. I'm going to try to be nice. Okay. So here's the deal. Mm. If you don't, if you're not in the know, 
this is what's going down. So all of these inscriptions, basically inscriptions are, are the perks that you have on your weapons. Mm-hmm. So they'll give you like extra ammo or things like that in that nature. They call them inscriptions. So there's this giant pool of inscriptions and they're all random. And what happens is you get a particular weapon and you pull from these pool of inscriptions and then boom, it appears on your gun. So for instance, one thing that was happening that was actually a huge problem is that you would get a grenade launcher and it would have some kind of pistol perk. But what's funny Mm -hmm. is that the class that can use a grenade launcher, the Colossus, he's actually not even able to use a pistol. His hands are too big. His hands are way too big. So why on earth is there pistol perks on the grenade launcher? Right. This was their actual design. Mm -hmm. And I think this design would have been fine if the game was raining down loot like crazy. Mm -hmm. And actually that that's what happened. There was a bug. They they did some kind of hot fix to fix something, but Mm -hmm. it introduced like this noticeable increase in drop rate for for their masterwork and legendary items their high-end items and for this 11 hour period it was just raining those items down it was feeling really good you didn't care that you had a rocket launcher with a pistol perk because hey you just got three rocket launchers right it was it was raining loot right and that that feels good and that reminds me of diablo and i didn't Mm -hmm. what i heard about this that loot was dropping like crazy, and that's what it reminded me of. And I thought, wow, that's really great. That's exactly the direction this thing needs to go. Yeah. But what happened was that it was a bug. They didn't mean to do it, so they reduced the drop rate down again. So people wow, wow. obviously, yeah, people were demanding, please revert this change. The game was so much better yeah. when you're actually being rewarded abundantly mm-hmm. because, you know, all these perks on these guns, a lot of the stuff we're getting is useless. Mm-hmm. So what they did was instead of um, instead of fixing their fix and making stuff rain like crazy again, they actually fixed the entire inscription system. So what they did was yeah. every perk that is on an item is actually relevant to the item now, mm-hmm. so, which sounds like the way it should be, right? Yes. Um, yeah, and I think actually, so. I mean, it's still it's still. It's heading in the right direction, is how I would put it. Uh, it's it's not quite there yet. There's still some yeah. uh, some ground to cover. You know, those some of those perks are still, you know, not not the best. And they never they didn't touch the drop rates, so everything's still yeah. You know, we're still getting masterworks and legendaries as the same at the same rate, right? So they didn't unfix their fix as you as you mentioned, right? Um, they just they just <laughs> yeah. kind of tweaked the inscriptions, but it's still not perfect. Better than it was, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm yes. happy about that fix. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think you know, like you mentioned, I think if it was more of a Diablo like system, when where we're really chasing um, the inscriptions, right? Like the perfect inscription. Yeah. Then that would absolutely. Uh, be a home run for this, but I think they're getting there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, uh, what I like is that they uh, they made the changes so fast, man. It, it looks say what you will about uh, Anthem and Bioware and EA. Yes. Um, dude, they are putting fixes out left and right, man. Um, and, and yeah. like it almost feels like it's real time. I mean, we're not really accustomed to that, right? I, I, Bridget, you can speak to you know the the loot 
the looter shooters that that you've played but um you know bungie is one that we've all played and i think we can all say with great certainty that the, those i mean communication wasn't even a thing with them right let alone mm-hmm. you know changing anything it was like months down the line before they fixed broken weapons broken perks you know drop rates all that stuff so yeah um, it's nice to see that they, oh, yeah. that the soft that the software that the um devs are are listening and they're doing something so yeah for sure you know that's well that's one of the reasons you know in terms of sticking with a game that was as as broken as the division was because they did start putting out patches weekly so it really does say something mm-hmm. and in, in terms of loving the game you know if you're loving the formula more than likely it'll just get better right if they do mm-hmm. improve the loot yeah yeah and and i do think that they have some pretty solid tech as well because they didn't even have to bring the server down to fix it they just hot fixed it mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you know everything was was working better as far as that the loot drops That's go cool. yeah yeah and and they they still like you know like you said they still have a lot long way to go like you could still yeah. get legendary items that have like yeah. plus one yes. percent damage and stuff like yeah. that and you know so it's i don't know is is that fine is it that just a part of the chase where it's like okay i have this garbage legendary now i have to chase for a better one they drop so rarely you know i i really think that there needs to be a level of of curation with those items so that they you know when you get one it feels like you just got something that's legendary, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that they still do have a long way to go, but I think they are um they're making the right moves and, you know, within time it's going to be a much better game. And I I really do think that it's just only going to get better mm-hmm. because they are listening. Yeah, agreed. Awesome. So next up, Destiny 2 reveals the season of the Drifter. Oh, yeah. It looks really good, too, man. I don't know if you've gotten a chance or either of you have gotten a chance to look at the the Vidoc, Vidoc, I did pronounce that. Oh, <sighs> man. And whoever wrote that script probably deserves a raise, man, because they are the hype machines, man. They always do. Bungie, is, Bungie puts out they, <laughs> the hype machine is they're like yeah. on steroids over there. They do. You know, they're going to put something good out every time. What you get. Oh, yeah. It's another question. <laughs> it's another thing. Exactly. Entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I went through the video and then after I'm kind of like putting putting it all together in my head, I'm like, okay, so you get one gun and then you get yeah. one bounty and then yeah. one of them is thorn back. And it's like, it's, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. It's sure it could be exciting, but they, they really pump this up. But if <laughs> you're do. a Destiny 2 player, this is actually mm-hmm. really exciting. There's some good stuff yes. here, man. Actually, let me read it first. Destiny 2 Season of the Drifter is a part of their annual pass that gives subscribers new content on a regular cadence. Uh, uh, Jason Schreier uh, in Kotaku says, uh, On Tuesday, Bungie will put out Destiny 2's first big update since the Activision divorce two months ago, as the game enters the Season of the Drifter. If you have the Destiny 2 annual pass, you'll get a bunch of new Gambit-themed content and quests. If you don't, you'll still get some cool stuff like Gambit private matches and even new exotic quests. Um, there's a new variant on Gambit called Gambit Prime that seems like a far more intense version of the PvEVP mode that we're accustomed to. Uh, it's one round rather than three and allows uh, invading players not just to kill their opponent opponents but to steal their moats, denying them progress along the way. Also... 
The final boss will have raid-like mechanics that require your team to do far more than just shoot it. There's also a new Gambit-related PvE activity called Reckoning that we don't know much about just yet. One Bungie dev compared parts of it to the Crota raid in Destiny 1. It looks wild, and it will give you rewards you can then use back in Gambit Prime. In Reckoning, you can get special Gambit-themed armor based on specific roles reaper collector sentry and invader which of these armor sets will have each of these armor sets will have perks tailored to a specific gambit playstyle which is totally new and very cool concept in destiny 2 <clears throat> oh excuse me manny i needed to drink some water there uh, <laughs> you'll be able to, you'll be able to do some spe- uh, you'll be able to do special bounties as a catch up mechanic to quickly get up to power level 640, presumably what you need for Reckoning, if you're not there already. There will be a quest called Allegiance that lets you pick a, pick a side, the Vanguard or the Drifter, and advance your version of Destiny 2's story accordingly. We're also going to start getting Invitations of the Nine, bounties that offer an exploration of the Nine and their mysterious place in the universe. Uh, the first one will show up with Xur on March 15th. Also, Thorn is coming back, so get ready for PvP to be full of poison. <laughs> and there you go. From Jason, our good friend, Jason Schreier. Well, yeah, man, like I was saying, uh, folks are very excited about this. This, this seems to be, uh, way more well received than anything that they've put out before um like the black armory just anything everything dude everything going back from mm. des to, to destiny one even now i i will say that i'm i'm a little more re- removed uh this go around i think more so than i've been the whole time that I, that i've played destiny simply because I, I you know we've talked about it i think i'm just for me personally i'm i'm getting to a stage where, I, where I, maybe I feel a little burnout, you know, and not not necessarily that I'm upset with the game or or anything negative. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm ready for sure. something just new and different. And and we've been doing really good about playing so many different types of games that um you know this all looks great. Um, but you know for me it's like it's same old guns. You know I've had Thorn. Um, and I think I've had my fill of Gambit, and and yeah, you know they're they're iterating on those things, but there's still things that we have right now, right? So, um, True. so I think I'm 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 excited, and and maybe I'll I'll sneak in there a time or two, but I think there's so many other things coming out right now that that uh, deserve our attention. You know, I just mentioned how, mm-hmm. you know, sticking with Destiny for so long took us took us all away from some really great games. I think Bridget, of all of us was probably one of the better ones who who really branched out, right? She was doing Ghost Recon. She was doing, you know, Division. She was, you know, really, in, you know, she had her Switch everywhere she went. So she she probably, of all of us, was the best at playing all these different games. But, um, you know, I certainly wasn't that good. But I just, I got really the turned off. The healthiest, most well-rounded human. Yes, she <laughs> is, right? I'm not I'm sure like, about that. From, from... So, so give me that much credit. <laughs> Uh, I just, you know, Destiny 2 just did not do it for me. I, yeah. I am still, um, yeah. I'm still a little salty about the shader situation in the beginning, which I understand has been fixed. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I think, um, I think all this stuff is great, you know, and I think it's really great to hear that people are, you know, playing mm-hmm. more games than just one, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so much 
good content out there. It's, you stuff. know, we talked about this. I've heard you guys talk about this. You know, it's a really great time to be a gamer, you know, mm-hmm. so to give mm-hmm. yourself to one thing is, is, I don't know. There's more, more stuff out there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think this, um, putting in this way to power level, they said within one to two hours to get it to uh, 640. Mm-hmm. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I agree. You know, you want people to get into your new content. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. You know, and I, and I understand a lot of people that are there already high power level. They're like, ah, uh, you know, don't give people charity epics or whatever, but that's, that's the way it goes. That's how live service games go. You know, they want to yeah. increase the power to give you something to chase, but they don't want returning players to just get burnt out before they even had a chance to touch the new stuff. And I got to think that uh, if you're if you're invested in your game, regardless of what your game is, a mechanic like that in a game like that it has to be good for you. Right. Because it just increases the population of people playing at your level. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Versus just, just be like what happened in Black Armory is that there was just a handful of people that could get into that uh, that end game, you know, activity. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, people so. were excited to try out Black Armory. Yeah. And then they log in, they're like, I can't do anything. For months. I'm not high enough level. Yeah, depending on how far yeah. back you are, right? So yeah. yeah. Good deal. Good for them. Okay, lastly, let's talk about the Division Two. The Division Two has released all the details about their year one pass. And I am excited. I think it is a really, really cool. So all the division content is going to be free. Absolutely free. So you purchase the division, all the year one content, it's given to you for nothing, right? So that's awesome because they wanted to avoid the situation where they are releasing new content, but only a, a, a smaller number of people are actually participating in, in it. So they want the entire community to be playing the exact same thing all together. So I love it. I think that's an awesome decision. But as you can figure, that's not cheap, right? You can't just keep making content and getting nothing in return. So they're going to be monetizing this in two ways. Uh, Number one, the first way is by selling a year one pass. So the year one pass gives you special, I guess, bonuses and perks. And we'll talk about that, uh, what that means right now. But it it doesn't give you the, the, the main content. And the main content is going to be these three episodes. The first one is called DC Outskirts Expedition. The second one is called Pentagon The Last Castle. And the third is actually unnamed. So we have no idea what that's going to be. Similar to the Division 1, they kind of introduced these different like uh, different activities and stuff like that. And I remember in Division 1, they released like the underground, right? And what what else do they give us? Survival. Survival. That's was right. A big survival. One. Yeah, and then um, mm-hmm. you know there were some PvP modes, right? So there was a couple straight PvP. There were some things that were added to the dark zone, and well, no, I can't remember if this was a dedicated content update, but they also started to do some different things with the value targets, and then of course um, they did the global events, which were you oh, know, yes. these big. You know, these big, uh, depending depending on when they were released, either a week-long or a weekend um, event, which totally changed the way that you would play for a little bit. But it was it was pretty cool because, you know, by the end of all these releases, you know, they had content for every single day of the week, right? You could be doing something different. Um, 
So it looks yeah. like they're kind of, you know, repeating that formula, you know, just based on the trailers to kind of give you a couple different ways to play rather than just the dark zone and then the PVE stuff. So, so we read on the website, Annie's favorite website, WCCF tech. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a quote here. It says, as mentioned, there's also a paid year one pass, much like with Ghost Recon, Recon Wildlands. The season pass is mainly for those who want to get a head start on new content. You'll get one week early access to the free episodes, the three we just mentioned, and can instantly unlock new specializ specializations. So the Division 2 is launching with three specializations. And they're going to be giving us a total of six by the time the, the one year is done. So with each episode, we get a new specialization. If you have the year one pass, it just gets unlocked for you automatically. If you mm. don't, you still get it. It's just going to take a little work to get it. So actually, some people actually might consider that to be a good thing. You know, you don't have to just uh, you, you have to kind of work for for the stuff you get. You also get access to some exclusive cosmetics and classified missions. So there, there are a few things that they're offering. They're trying to add some value, right? If, if they're going to ask you for more money, then they're going to figure out a way to try and make it worth it. So if you're into like special exclusive emotes or different backpack trophies or outfits, stuff like that, this might appeal to you. If you're really into the lore and you want those extra, those eight classified assignments, then you're probably going to want to take a look at this. You don't have to buy it right away. Obviously you could buy it down the road. They, they do sell this separately or, or, you know, if you just want to be right there seven days early into these episodes, then you're going to want to take a look at the year one pass. But if, if you're not sold on the division now, if you haven't purchased the year one pass with your pre-order now, then you probably don't need to worry about it until episode one is like around the corner. And then you could decide then, right? Seven days ahead, you could decide if you want to. Yeah, it's I, I think that they've they've kind of found that delicate balance, right? Of not leaving other players in the dust, um, but still offering yes. that more content more content. And in particular, I love the fact that it's a lot of it's story related. I think one of the things that a lot of, of people did miss in the division one is, is how much lore and how much story was in there, but you had, you had to work for it. I mean, you had to go and you had to yes. find it, mm -hmm. um, which was kind of exhausting, but if you went through all of that, it, it was well worth it. And it really built up these world and these, you know, really made you feel for these people who were dying. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of cool to think that they're going to capitalize on that again. The echoes were one of my favorite things in, in that game, dude. Yeah. Just mm, yeah. to see it all play out in front of you, right? Uh, not necessarily in a cutscene, but but uh, you know, still visually to see those images and hear the audio. Really cool, man. That that was definitely one of the the more awesome things that they did in delivering yeah. the story of that game. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's it's that same formula, um, you know, in terms of finding the echoes and finding the cell phones. Um, they're bringing that back. So if you nice. have played the beta. Um, you know, be on the lookout for those. They, I think they, they up the audio on them a little bit. Actually, you can kind of hear them from a little bit further away. Well worth it to mm -hmm. find all that stuff. Oh, you know, in the beta, I, I got a chance, maybe like 15 minutes. That's all I had to play so far of the beta. Mm -hmm. And just the moment I got in, it, it just, I was so happy because the game looked so good. I think it looks substantially better 
than Division One. It looks really mm. good. The mechanics feel familiar. They don't feel clunky at all. They feel really great. And man, I I was just excited. It felt good. I felt like um, it felt like I was home. Mm. You know, because the I loved the Division One. It was such a good experience. I quit after after a while. And then um, I think I came back at 1.8 for just a little bit. And then I came back for some world event stuff, which was mm-hmm. actually pretty fun. That that was like a good way to kind of catch up mm-hmm. to, especially if you're playing with other people. You're right. What was your weather, Manny, whenever you played the beginning, the very first mission, Dawn's Early Light? It was springtime. Springtime. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's yeah. random, right? So I, I think Vinny was telling me earlier that he had a thunderstorm. Oh, really? Oh, wow. How funny. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's pretty cool how they really cool, yeah. randomize the weather. You know, the New York snow was, it was really fun, right? It was, it was just a great atmosphere for the type of game that it was, but man, I was so ready for all the Christmas decorations to be taken down. <laughs> so finally being springtime in DC, I am, I love it. I love the setting. I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's really good. You know, it's interesting. The two criticisms that I've kind of heard, one or, one is definitely mm-hmm. the mod system. Folks aren't too happy with that because it kind of detracts. You know, it adds, but it detracts. But the, the other thing is is the yeah. setting. It sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of, of people are saying that they did prefer New York. Really? Not, yeah, I'm not sure how I uh, feel yeah, about it I've yet. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard yeah, that I mean, too. It's, it's like, come on, we need a change. It was snowing all the time. It's, it snowed <laughs> a lot. It snowed a lot. Yeah. For me, you know, the trade-off is I think I think because there's not so many vertical buildings, right? So you don't have all that height. There's actually more vertical play now because a lot of the buildings you can go into because it's probably a little bit easier to develop, you know, a three-story building versus yeah. uh, a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a fair trade-off, right, to have more intelligent enemy AI, more mm. intelligent NPCs, um, and to, to kind of pack the world a little bit more densely than to have super spread out snowy New York. But I, you know, I can kind of see both sides. I have a question for you both. Yeah. Um, because yeah. obviously Bridget, you have the division background and Manny, you've got our, uh, you know, huge open world RPG background, but would it have been better for the division to, uh, have, ha- you know, Division two, right? Have that content that they're putting out, but make it a part of the what they've already made. In other words, do what Bungie and what you know um, Bioware say they're doing, and and make their game like a ten year roadmap, right? Where where they bring this huge update. Maybe what they've already created in Division one doesn't necessarily impact the progression and what they have, the mechanics and all that stuff that they have planned for division two, but it's still there. If people wanted to, I don't know, whatever, right. But try out some of their new weapons, maybe play the specializations in New York, just to sort of satisfy that, that sort of need, I guess that people are feeling. Do you think that, do you think that's even possible? I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on that? So are you saying like bring some of the elements of the division two back in the, to the division one, like bring bring it as more of an update rather than a whole new game? If, I'm just, just saying sure I'm like, you correctly. I would guess similar to what uh, world of Warcraft does, Manny, whenever they put out their expansions, you know, instead of, 
You know, yeah. Division Warcraft Two. Warcraft is just, just one massive. That's game what I was going to say. Anything yeah. that gets added gets tacked onto what's already there. Right. So something like that, Bridget, where where instead of Division Two, it maybe it's the it's the Washington D.C. expansion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But everything that they're doing right now, that's what they're giving you or us, I guess. You know, I think. You know, regardless of, of whatever Massive has said, um, I do think that the future of the Division 2 was very much up in the air, um, mm-hmm. for a while. I don't, I don't think that there was any guarantee that it was going to get made. You know, I think one of the reasons that they really struggled is because the loot, at least in the beginning, um, and you know, probably up until like 1.8, it wasn't very focused. Um, mm-hmm. you kind of actually had some of the similar, problems that anthem has had um Mm. you know things were kind of dropping from everywhere they weren't dropping from anywhere and it was just up and down and all around and i think that the loot system wasn't sustainable Mm -hmm. i think that the only thing that saved the loot system in the division were the global events because Mm -hmm. then they released these classified geared sets they kind of they were sort of able to say forget about all of the stuff that we did in the past now just chase these classified sets so I, I think the short answer is while it would be really amazing to have it as an update, I think that the entirety of the loot system had to be wiped out. Mm. And the thing, you know, if you compare a game and I, I've never played Warcraft, so you, you'll forgive me, but if, if I can use my destiny experience, it's not like, you know, whenever I got the adept doctrine of passing, right. And I was, addicted to that gun and Mm -hmm. that gun was Mm -hmm. the pinnacle of of my you know destiny experience because it represented a huge achievement that's not how loot works in the division i don't Mm -hmm. care if they throw all my stuff away i'm gonna get another hk whatever you know in 15 more minutes um and be very happy with that there's nothing Mm -hmm. that i am so attached to or have so much emotional attachment to Mm -hmm. that i that i care if i don't care if my vault gets blown up you know and i think I think they had to completely wipe out that old system to hopefully um, bring about a new system with specializations. And now we're seeing a little bit of this Patriot gear set. It, it had to all go. It really did. It was it was time. It was truly only fixed by those those global events. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. You know, the more that I see and learn about the Division Two, the larger and larger it keeps getting. And because that was my first thought was like, oh, I wish this was just like an expansion, um, just tacked on to what everything that I had in the division one. But the more I see this game, it is massive. Like this map is huge. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the whole like inventory, like all of your items and stuff. I mean, I think this is just a really huge overhaul and it, it it's definitely an iteration off of what they had in the first game. So it's, it's a lot of improvements. They didn't really like throw it out, like in, and start all over from scratch, kind of like what destiny did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. a different approach, but they've been able to learn from other studios mistakes and Bungie themselves and everyone who, who played it, you know, we all have this understanding that yes, they did make these big mistakes by taking away all the old stuff and kind of uh like, reinventing what the whole experience was meant to be. I think Ubisoft and massive, I think they have really focused in on what made the division one great. And they just brought quality of life and lots of improvement. Yeah. But uh, Bridget, do you want to tell us about like some of the, the changes between the two games and, and kind of what, what makes the division two like, like a better uh, version? 
Yeah, it was really cool because, so I went on Reddit earlier and I uh, sorted by top of all time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of salt, right, from mm-hmm. the past couple of years. Sure. And oh, yeah. everything has been addressed. It was either, all those complaints were either addressed in, in the Division 1 or they're being addressed in the Division 2. You know, one of the things, um, whenever I did play with Andy, he was like, this is just not fun for me, right? Because I'm a fully leveled, you know, classified striker. He hadn't played in a while. How do you, in the Division 1, we really couldn't play together, you know, because the enemies would yeah. level somewhere in the middle and I was able to kill everything and he had to hide in the corner well now there's a level buff right so it brings it brings you up somewhere in the middle i don't know i don't know exactly how it works yet because in the beta you can only hit level seven so it's it's really hard to figure out exactly where you're going to be but now whenever you play with your low level friends you know maybe they're first getting they're getting the game for the first time things won't be quite as unbalanced which i think is a huge huge quality of life improvement because what's more fun than to play games with friends yeah right Mm mm-hmm the other thing too, I was I was um, talking about this earlier a little bit. Whenever you do, you know, whenever you do really hard content, right? So, like, think of King's Fall. You know, we we knew whenever the knight was going to come out, you could snipe him in the head, and then you count to fifteen seconds and you switch or whatever, um, yeah, whatever right. it may be. Well, in the division two, spawns are now randomized, oh, so. Wow. It's not like I know that five enemies, two of them are rushers, one is a tank, is going to come out of this particular door. Um, they can come out from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's it's constantly so it's new and engaging experience. Yeah. There's a lot more depth to it. Stature distribution, definitely. It's it's not like what are these strange numbers with, you know, what's my DPS <laughs> compared to my firearms? None of that really yeah. you know, made any sense. And, and honestly, I think some of it is still a little bit broken. Mm-hmm. They got rid of a lot of that. So they cleaned it up. Quite they cleaned a bit. it up a lot. Yeah. Now it's it's a lot easier to understand and you're not, you know, you don't have to chase down a YouTube video to completely understand the whole game. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, the biggest thing I think I'm pretty pumped about are, are clans, you know, to, to finally oh, have me too. clan support, um, you know, to have, have something where all your friends can be and, mm-hmm. you know, there's... There's a call for help feature, which if anybody played the the private beta, they would know how annoying it is. Um, basically, anybody on the map was able to to call for help, um, and it, it happened about every 30 seconds. Um, well, they're going to keep that feature, but it can just be for your clan members. So if you have you know x amount of folks in your clan and they need help in a in a mission, they can just send up a signal and and come and help. So it's it's kind of a cool, you know. I think there's a lot of overall quality of life changes. But it's, you know, it's it's pretty much the same game as before. Um, it's, you know, if you weren't really into the Division 1, uh, you probably won't won't like the Division 2 because mm-hmm. uh, the core formula is really still there. Yeah, you were mentioning that earlier. They're just building on what they already have, which I think is really smart, man. I mean, yeah, I guess coming from you, Bridget, it, it's meaningful, right, because you you put a lot of time into the first one. You've played the beta, so obviously you know what you're talking about, right? But coming from the Destiny to Destiny 2 transition, right? Uh, you know, to have a game that takes everything good that they've done, and the, the, the Division 1 did a lot of good things by the time they got to the end of their life cycle, and then add things like an eight-player raid, specializations, like that just, I feel like that's a, a very smart decision, right? Someone who paid attention sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think 
I do think that they paid attention and I, I've kind of, um, had a policy recently that I won't pre-order anything. Mm-hmm. Of course I did pre-order, um, this game solely on the basis of, <laughs> so, solely on the basis of the turnaround, <laughs> truly. Yeah. Um, um, I'm yeah. pretty excited. And that's why, you know, whenever it comes to a game like Anthem, you just, you never know what could ultimately happen. You know, yeah. if a developer is truly devoted, you know, they can yeah. make it right. Listen, Anthem's a great game. Leave my game alone. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Again, about the clan system, it's not just a list of names. It is like a full-on fleshed-out actual system. Something that you'd find like in World of Warcraft, where you have you actually have like your own clan. Like a, it's not a not a a guild hall is what I'm thinking that from Guild Wars Two, but a part of the I guess your own clan base of operations. Perhaps that's where you know you'll actually have a place where you can go. There's a clan stash, there's clan activities and stuff. And it's just a full system that I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And it's so much better than just like an additional friends list. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, true. I can't, I can't wait for our little base. At the nah. house. Yes. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to set up furniture, but I want, I want hey, to get Eric nice, in there. He'll fix couches. it up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap it up, um, do you want to talk about some of the, maybe some of the negatives here, some of the things that may have not been exactly like we thought it would be? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. You know, not everything is, is all amazing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of folks have been frustrated by the audio bugs, mm-hmm. um, which are yeah. confirmed to be patched, um, in day one, but it, it's, it probably wasn't the best foot forward. Um, for a lot of people who are, you know, trying to come back to, to the game, but here's hoping everything actually is fixed. I think the, the biggest negative that, that I keep seeing is, you know, I touched upon it a little bit is, is the mod system. Right now, whenever you add an attachment to your weapon, um, it adds something, you know, it might increase your accuracy, but it's also going to potentially take something away whether it's your handling or your, mm. you know, your magazine capacity, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and, and folks aren't really thrilled with that. It sounds like, um, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I actually don't have really strong feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a lot of ghost recon wildlands recently and you know, that's kind of the system that they use. If I have a sniper rifle and I put on a particularly heavy scope, um, you know, my handling decreases. Um, so I think, Maybe I'm I'm just a little bit used to it, but I can really mm-hmm. understand no one wanting, you know, you don't want any fun taken away from you, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah, so It's we'll funny see. because that was a big deal with uh, Battlefield Five during its beta period, where people were complaining that there's no negative side effects to to making your weapons better. So I guess it all depends on who you ask. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a matter of perspective, and it's just, you know, it wasn't like that in the first game. Um, you know, not every mod was created equal, but they all, you know, the, the argument is if I'm going to mod my gun, it should be fun, right? But, yeah, you know, maybe this is more of a uh, of a thought towards, like, the real world, but I don't know. They, uh, If that's the worst thing that happens, I'm pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I will say my... <laughs> my biggest complaint and it's a little embarrassing because it's kind of silly um i think that the female characters look awful 
if you just you like know, the division one just like the, i think they were oh better in goodness. the division one now granted were we got they? masks so it wasn't <laughs> yeah you know then you could hide everything but oh my god mm-hmm. it's really really bad mm-hmm. i mean they look like they, they basically took the men's models and they tweaked it a little bit and then they made them look like they've actually been living in the wild. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get that. I, I really don't get it. I mean, I don't. How crazy. It's, Bridget, it's... <laughs> Bridget, there's no Manny Petties in the apocalypse, okay? There's no Manny. That's okay, Andy. I don't need that. I just I just, you know, to, as, a, as a female gamer, right, yeah. we, we used to have to play as men all yeah. the time. Yeah. And then you yeah. finally give us women and they're basically uh-huh. just the guys with yeah terrible hair so and, and for our <laughs> listeners that that is an inside joke between bridget and I, and I because whenever we raided in destiny she would leave us hanging because she had a manicure appointment or something dumb like that. <laughs> shut up andy uh, stop, it. stop carrying our dirty laundry god i gotta get my beauty sleep <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So, I mean, but Bridget, isn't there a chance though, like like in the actual full release of the game that there's going to be better or more options, right? Cuz we only have in the beta just like a random button, right? Yes. Yeah, you can just randomize. So, I love so is the there positivity. Hope? Is there a glimmer of hope? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> there is a glimmer of hope. You know, the the face models in Wildlands are pretty good. I mean, you know, it, but we live in an age, and I don't know how it is in Anthem, but, you know, where, like, with Fallout, you know, you can change anything yeah. you want. I don't expect that. Mm. Um, but it is, sure. you know, 2019, which <laughs> shouldn't yeah. be completely terrible. Sure. Right, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, you're right. It was It was just, it's a randomizer, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hit that random button a few times. And, and was scared a couple of times. Was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Calm down. That's <laughs> uh, funny. So Andy, do you want to run us down, uh, run us through this, this last section? So we, you know, the first part of their monetization strategy is the one year pass. The next part are these boxes. Uh, so from altchar.com, we have uh, a little details on the microtransactions. Here we go. Players will be able to directly purchase cosmetic cosmetics for premium credits, which are the in-game currency. These credits can be bought with real-world money. Ubisoft described the store as an option for those who wish to know exactly what they are buying and are looking to acquire a specific cosmetic item. Furthermore, the second option to buy cosmetics will be added after the launch. Apparel caches is Ubisoft's fancy name for loot loot boxes, which will contain only cosmetic items. Players won't be able to earn weapons, crafting materials, or other gear through these caches, and acquiring one will never provide any type of advantage. The publisher promises that items found in loot boxes can also be earned through missions and various activities. That's, uh, That's pretty much exactly how it is currently. As you play through, you get cipher key, cipher key fragments, and then you mm-hmm. get 10 of them, mm-hmm. and then you, you can go turn your 10 in and get a key, and then the key opens up a loot box. But obviously, you know, they're happy to, to take your money yeah. for you to be able to buy more. So it, it's a cool system. Um, the gear, I think, looks 
I'm presuming this is how it's going to be in the Division Two as well. Um, looks better than anything you can get in the in the Overworld drops. So I think it's a good system, yeah. though. I mean, there mm-hmm. are no no advantages other than how you look. So. And I think the key to this working is that you do have the ability to buy an exact item that you want. Yeah. So they're going to have these yeah. event boxes and those are all random. But once the event's done, those items get added yeah. to the to the normal pool. And then, yeah, you can buy whatever you want. Yes. All you need is a bit of patience. Yeah. So if you have something in an event box you really want, but you don't like the whole random aspect of that, just wait. Wait till the event is over. It gets added and then just buy it specifically and that's it. But then also, Manny, like, no dupes. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff like that that they've implemented in their store, right? So uh, I, yeah. I was listening to one of the streams, maybe the dev streams or an interview. I can't recall. But the devs were talking specifically about their microtransactions. And Bridges, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, everything that Manny said, right, the seasonal stuff that gets inserted into the normal pool uh, after. Um, but... Uh, like there, there's no dupes. So like, and, and you can see exactly what's in that box that you're going to purchase. So mm-hmm. similar to the, um, you know, what destiny has with, uh, their current version mm-hmm. of their microtransactions. You know, if there's anything within that, uh, and I forget what it's called. It's like 10 items that they put it's in like every week. Prismatic, whatever. Prismatic. Matrix, that's actually yes. going away by the way. Just I forgot like that. To yeah. Mentioned that earlier, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, they, uh, if you have a bunch of those items, whatever's left is what's in that pool of items. So you gives you a better chance, right, at getting what you're looking for. So I, I think it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like it's very well imp- implemented, even though it has loot boxes, right? The dirty word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is a better take on it. And mm-hmm. um, that's how they give all the content to everyone for free. So right, they got to make right. money somehow. So there you go. Cool. Well, I think that's a show, everyone. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so thanks everybody for hanging out with us tonight. And Andy, we have a couple Patreons here. Oh yeah, dude. This week, man, that's super exciting. Uh, we want to throw some shout outs to our, to all of our patron patrons as always. So uh, shout out to our new patrons, Michael and Antonio. Uh, thank you so much for your, uh, for your contribution. Your, your contributions help with, you know, managing the cost of, uh, that Manny has to bear, you know, with, with all the hosting fees and, and whatnot. Uh, but then also, uh, some giveaways that we, we do from time to time, which, uh, which obviously, you know, you know, we like to give back to the community and that's all, uh, in large part due to, uh, what, you know, what our community, uh, brings, uh, you know, uh, with their, uh, Patreon contributions. So thank you so very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and then as far as iTunes reviews go, that's how our podcast gets seen. So we would absolutely love for folks to give us a review, give us some feedback on there and, uh, and, uh, you know, just put us out there in front of more eyes. Uh, but we do have a new one this go around and, uh, we have, uh, 712, uh, who says, <laughs> oh man, <Manny. laughs> uh, I'm not a gamer, but Manny is awesome podcast is well produced the sound is amazing great job sounds like he's talking to you though manny so great job (laughs) manny yes and you know what he does he does do a great job every week (laughs) so awesome thanks for hanging out with us bridget thanks for coming on to the show really really liked having you on here thank you 
Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. For any of our links, go over to GamingAdventureClub.com. And until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. Are you reading, Manny? All right. Awkward pause. No, I was just drinking water. It's fine. <laughs> I'll fix it. This is what he does, Bridget. He he takes a little coffee break in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't tell Andy that I'm doing it. So he's like, I I'm just you? waiting for him to say it. something. I'm Are like, you reading? Are you reading? What will we do without hey, you? Hey, Manny, what are you doing right now? Because <laughs> you're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs>